Welcome to the URM Journey to Academic Medicine podcast, also known as the URM Jam, brought to you by the Society of Teachers of Family Medicine. On this podcast, we will address the real and perceived barriers faced by historically underrepresented in medicine students and residents who are considering a career in academic family medicine. We'll provide practical tips and personal advice on topics like leadership, scholarly activity, CVs, mentorship, and more. I'm Dr. Omari Hodge. And I'm Dr. Tochi Iroku Maliz. And this is URM Jam. Welcome to another episode of URM Jam. Today's topic is feedback in medical education. So in 2021, this year, there was an updated article by Tuma and Nassar on feedback in medical education. And they started by defining feedback using the Merriam-Webster dictionary version, which is, and I quote, the transmission of evaluative and corrective information about an action event or process to the original or controlling source or the return to the input of a part of the output of a machine system or process. So beyond this complicated definition, uh, they went on to discuss <laughs> the components of feedback. So what, is, how does, what does that have to do with us? Right. So they say that for appropriate feedback to be delivered, it has to have a basis in accurate evaluation. And then the result of which the learner receives in a positive self-directed environment. And then the feedback provider, that's like the faculty member, should mm-hmm. discuss and guide what would be the next step or the next level to achieve. And so this process is aided by the facilitation of how do I get to the next step or the mm-hmm. next level? And so you need to know this by observing their performance, evaluating their performance, guiding them to the next level, and facilitating that performance improvement. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with that, there's understanding that there are different types of feedback and knowing when to use what is uh, very important. And so, for example, we can start with process and setting, formal versus informal feedback. Formal feedback, obviously, we know what that is. It's going to be in an official setting where you may even inform them ahead of time that you're going to be given feedback so that they can Mm -hmm. prepare themselves to respond correctly or to inform you correctly about what it is that they are struggling with or not struggling with versus an informal feedback. You might just say, as you guys are discussing the topic of medicine on the side, this is not something that was necessarily planned or um, something that you had intended to speak about initially, but it was something that nevertheless got discussed. And so understanding um, the two differences and how you do which type is very important. Obviously, you wouldn't want to use an informal type of feedback in a formal setting. In a formal setting, you want to come prepared and have all that information and make sure that they're understanding that you're looking at them to give them that feedback. Whereas informal is kind of like a little bit more of shooting from the hip, what I see at that time, and they understand that. Mm -hmm. And then you have the purpose, right, in terms of types of feedback. So it could be constructive. And and I I know a lot of uh, residents and students have heard this, that there's constructive uh, feedback, inspiring or corrective. So constructive feedback, and this is one thing, it's like constructive criticism. It's not just tearing someone down, saying, you sucked at suturing. (laughs) It's that, no, that I noticed that, you know, when you were suturing, that you did this, 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 and this. Right. And that maybe there's a way that you could, uh, you know, you may want to think about doing this, 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 and that, right? right. And, you know, when you're giving construct, that's constructive. Or I right. noticed when you were doing that presentation, or I noticed right. that the poster that you created, this is what I noticed. These are some things that you could do to do better. It's not right. just tearing them down. Please. Right. We've right. all been recipients. Everybody of, has. 
non-constructive feedback right and that where people just tore us down and they didn't help to try and build us up right that's what construction is you're building up so you're giving them input and trying to help them show them how they can do better inspiring feedback is just that it's kind of like almost like that cheerleader to say that listen what you've done is awesome and i can see you doing this Right. And, you know, right. and, then, and it, right? right. And because right. we both right. had that where someone said, yeah. I see you doing this. And you're like, you. are you kidding me? Right. No. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And yeah, here we are. Right. right. So, so inspiring right. feedback is your, 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 whatever feedback you're giving is to tell them to, to elevate them and show them that, yes, they can go beyond their wildest dreams. They can do the next level. Right. And then, of course, right. corrective is if they made an error, say, okay, you made a mistake. This is a mechanism by which you can fix this or do this next time. Uh, right. So that would be the that. So this is a, a feedback that is it has purpose to either right. correct, co to build up, to inspire them, or to correct an action. And then it gets into the breadths of feedback: informative versus summative. Informative is to monitor student learning and provide ongoing feedback to students. So it's kind of like a real time. I mm. see a problem. I address a problem. I give you that information and I'll allow you to make course corrections yes. in midstream so that yeah. you're going on the right trajectory. Whereas summative is more of um, I'm measuring measuring you against a benchmark, measuring you against an expected um, performance or expected outcome that I see with other learners at this point in time, and it's a, a more of a all encompassing type of feedback right. that's done, and yeah. and both are necessary. Like obviously, um, you're going to do formative more often just because that's just where you interact on a daily basis. But then making time, whether that's quarterly or biannually, or however your institution decides is necessary to provide some of the feedback so that people can gauge themselves and make the adjustments that are necessary. Right. And I, and I always think of the formative. I say, if you're doing a rotation, I don't want to, I mean, as a resident or a student, you don't want to hear the feedback at the end of rotation and say that you did badly. That's right. I mean, the formative feedback happened during the rotation. So that end of yes. the first week, uh, you know, yes. somebody should say, okay, you know what, you're missing on this thing so that you can, you have three more weeks to correct it. Right. <laughs> because if you get to the summative evaluation, they say, no, you did poorly. You're like, but nobody told me. But I was nobody told wrong. you. Right. And, so, and, 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 that, and you hear that often. And that's yes, what we as yes. evaluators need to check ourselves to, on. Right. To, to give to some formative them. feedback. And yes. I'm going to give you a little tidbit here, students and residents out that's there. Right. If that's you're right. not getting, at the end of your first week of a rotation, reach out to that person and say whoever's evaluating you and say how am i doing right because they may just be going you know through everything and at the end they look at it, the list and they look at the picture and then they just make their they just say know, whatever yep. what but yep. but at the end of the week say how am i doing what what do right. you think where where do you see room for improvement or right. do you think i'm doing well and if and i should continue what i'm doing so that's right. just a little tidbit there so don't wave it as summative right. <laughs> summative can be surprising and then right. and then when you become an evaluator if you're a resident doing that evaluating students do the same thing please be fair Give them formative feedback before the summative. And when they do that, it, 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 in some ways, the evaluator, it sometimes it may lighten their perception of what of feedback what is. What you can from, do. Right. I know they, a lot of times residents and students look at us as a, attendings or instructors as like, oh, we've reached a promised land, but we're struggling through certain issues right. in ourselves. Yes. And sometimes yes. it's difficult for us to know that we can just speak to you. And when you tell us you're looking for feedback and give us that, that, um, that permission to speak to you, it opens up a door for some of us who may be struggling with those areas. So yeah, I, I, right. I will say this, that even as we get to our level, 
giving feedback to our peers, giving feedback to our own faculty. You know, that's something also, we know we have to do it for the students and residents because that's part of the regulations. Right. But sometimes, you know, just even giving feedback to our team and our staff saying, yes. hey, you're doing a great job, which reminds me after this podcast, I go tell my team that they're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, but giving that feedback and saying that, listen, I appreciate what you're doing, that this is what, you know, th you're doing well, or these are some things that we need to fix. And then, you know, so that is not a surprise at the end, right? At the end. Good. And then the and then the final type of feedback that they had it was delivery the type the way you deliver that feedback so we all know the sandwich you did great in this there's yes. room for improvement yes. in that and Man, also you did wonderful. great in this so that it's that's that's called the sandwich <laughs> what we have started to do in 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 education medical education is something called the Pendleton I didn't even know it was called the Pendleton until okay. I looked at this article okay. where we say okay. We ask the learner after we've done something, you've gone through something, you say to the learner, okay, so what do you think you did well? And, that, and we do this all the time in our simulation lab and in, in, yeah. in, in all our procedure workshops. What do you think you did well? And then what do you think you could have, where's the room for improvement? And then yeah. we now tell them what we think they did well and where we see room for improvement. Right. So that's right. apparently, it's called the Pendleton, you know? So right. that's, do you do that as well? Uh, yeah, I do. And, and, and you... And you know what, as you were speaking, what it made me think about is another reason to really consider how you do this feedback, especially when it pertains to delivery, like you just talked about, is we're dealing in a day and age where we have people who are coming from many different cultures. Yes. And the way in which feedback is understood and perceived is very different. And mm. the sandwich delivery that we in America do is not customary for everybody. There are some right. cultures that are very direct, mm. like very, very direct, like you just... If you say, uh, I don't know, I'm gonna make fun of my Scandinavian brothers and sisters. I know that their culture is very, if it's not good, they'll say, this is horrible. It's not, it, there's no um, punitive or hurtful um, intent. We're just speaking to the fact of that performance wasn't right. French, the French mm -hmm. culture is another one that does it like mm -hmm. that. Having yeah. a certain level of, I like the way Harry Struthers put it, uh, cultural humidity, humility, right. and under, right. trying to understand who it is I'm speaking to so that they Correct. can hear me clearly. I guess I'm trying to say it's not one size fits all. No, it's not. And 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 you know what? I like what you said, and I think we we should take make a note of that. That that's something we should talk about um, specifically about cultural uh, mm. humility as we interact and understanding different places because we can't do the same thing. I I've lived internationally. I've lived in many countries, and mm. I know that the feedback I, I would get some places. I remember one attending who would say, uh, mm. if you answered incorrectly, he would call you a goat. And tell you to get to the back of the line, so you couldn't come. You couldn't stand next to him, wow. <laughs> that, but that was the way it was. And then, it, then I've had, and then I've been in situations where um, people didn't give any feedback at all, and then you didn't know right. where you stood, where you, where you know, right. where you were, what was going on. So right, and right. So, Speaking uh, of that, totally mm -hmm. off the wall. Did I see that you spent some time in Trinidad during your process? I did. I lived in Trinidad and Tobago. At oh the, my yes, I, gosh. My my, I have lived Trinidad. internationally. I, I said I was born in Brooklyn, but I was raised around the world. So. Girl, let me tell you, so we're going to have to have our roti night sometime, okay? Right. So, so Abdal Puri and uh, yeah, the, yes, Moabi yes, night. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So, yes. Okay, you go. Sorry. So, so the feedback there was different. Definitely different right. than it was. <laughs> I, yes. Trinidad was different than yes. it was in Nigeria, which is in, different than it was in England, which is different than it was Here, and, and the feedback yeah. i give when i do my global health trips just uh, i have to be mindful if i'm giving feedback to learners in different places this morning i had a session with in guyana with the Guyanese yeah. team yeah and it was um you know so yeah, yeah. you have to just adjust yeah uh, adjust. adjust your feedback accordingly yes 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 Correct. 
So then you want to go on to the, the, sometimes people think that coaching and mentoring yeah. and things like they're all the same. So do you want yeah. to go into that? Sure. Coaches uh, work with the trainees to improve their performance by guiding them to the next level. And, you know, obviously the first image that comes to mind is, is sports, but, and, and that's fine to use. It's you, you're really wanting to find out where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are and work on those uh, academic muscles so that they can perform at levels that they hadn't been uh, performing at before. It mm -hmm. tends to focus more on their current performance and how to improve where they are right now. Yeah. And um, and something that you actually, if you can if used correctly and um, used efficiently, there's a lot of people who actually make quite a bit of money doing, doing being coaches. coaches you know, so that's a so, side hustle for academic yes. medicine folks. If you just yes. if you're thinking about careers, we have again, we have to have another conversation on careers. Yes, in academic yes. medicine. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yes, so we'll, do, we'll do that. Okay, good, good, good. Um, you want to talk on mentorship a little bit? So, and then mentorship is that's basically you know finding that mentor that person is going to help you with your long-term objectives, you know? So what's your ultimate learning outcome? Broadening your horizon to say, okay, are you just narrowly focused on this one goal or are you looking beyond that? And how do you get there? And then just giving you feedback along the way as mm -hmm. you approach that long-term goal. So it's not a mm -hmm. short time thing. And that's why we say, be proactive in finding your mentor because it's it's usually I know when I'm assigned mentees because I'm assigned mentees for my you know I did where I did at Columbia University when mm -hmm. I did my master's there they they assigned me mentees I have mm -hmm. mentees from my organization I have mentees from specialty societies and usually those are about a year or more commitments then I have mentees that are just it's lifelong <laughs> so, but, right right right, you know, right but uh, right. but that's how it is so right. you, you know so it's a long-term lo looking at long-term outcomes and and seeing where they're doing and and trying to give feedback along the way so do you want to talk about the different challenges because I know students and mm. residents are out there saying to them but what are the challenges with with regards to feedback yeah and some of them we've kind of alluded to a little bit the first one that comes to mind is underuse. Um, unfortunately, um, we don't give feedback as often as we should for whatever reason. Guilty um, as charged. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, we we tend to sometimes have those experiences with the learners where we haven't given them enough information to course correct while they're on that rotation with us or doing that course. And another one would be the generality or brevity where you just say, oh, your the comment is your feedback is, oh, you're doing good. Or you're doing bad or whatever, you know, you're not good, good in what or, right. or bad in what. So be a little right. bit more specific. And, and that's right. going to be the challenge with feedback, because, again, if you have to give feedback to a lot of individuals, uh, yeah. you'll notice from the notes that, you know, when, especially those midterm informative evaluations or summative evaluations right. where they say needs to read more is not a, is not feedback. Need, right. need more what, uh, you know, right. specifically, is it EKGs? I don't understand EKGs or is it um, how to do research or how to do a lit review? Be specific in the feedback. So that generality or just the short three words doesn't help the learner understand right. what they need to do and delayed you know as i think mm. of delayed to quote a pun of a bright scholar and author eminem <laughs> that one song <laughs> eight mile where he talks about you only have one shot you really right. do when it comes to feedback you have one shot to influence these learners if you wait months or weeks later sometimes yeah. it doesn't carry the same weight as it right. did when you were in the moment so right. yeah. trying I, to I, do yes. that in real time I, I think of that like my kids. It's like it would be silly of me, of my kid when they were little, if they did something wrong, 
to wait right. three months later yes. and then say, oh, you're grounded. Right. You're like, grounded for what? They say, right. Because of what you did three months ago. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know how many other things I've done between now and then? You right. Know, like, so, so, so yeah, that delayed that, 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 that one. But uh, another example I use is the, the person, the nurse who calls me, a brand new nurse who called me once at three o'clock in the morning to give me an AccuCheck reading that was done at 6 p.m. that in the <laughs> evening before. And um, like, what are you gonna do with of, that? there's no need yelling or screaming or, or reporting to the supervisor. All I did was explain right there in the moment. Listen, what you're giving me, the information right. you're giving me, I can't act on because it was nine hours earlier. Right. And, and if I act on it now, I don't I'm know what harm. the sugar is now yes. at three o'clock in the morning. And I yes. don't want you to wake up the patient to check the sugar at three o'clock right. in the morning. So we right. can wait till six. So I'm giving morning. feedback right yes. there and then yes. and in, in a very polite manner. Because again, every every interaction is a learning opportunity for both right. myself and the nurse. And I want that nurse right. tomorrow to call me if there's an issue, right? So right. that nurse may save my behind tomorrow. Right. So, let, me, let me ask you a question because you yes. just said something that's good. Mm -hmm. And I know there are people who struggle with this. You're giving that nurse feedback. And obviously we're using this situation with the nurse for all areas of feedback. Mm -hmm. But you're giving that nurse feedback. Some may say, I want to give feedback, but isn't it rude or mean of me to correct them and let them know right then about what's going on i mean aren't they just having a rough day should not just let it go what would you say to that so no because the the the, the question here was that they want to me to act on that information right. because there's right. some so, so it's going to be documented in the note that i was informed and if right. i say do nothing then it looks as you know there's a way it can be interpreted later on because nobody's right. in that situation so the idea right. is to educate the person as to why i'm making that decision uh, to different. show that it's not just I'm not pushing, you know, pushing, you know, just brushing them right. off and saying don't do anything. I took right. the time to say, okay, let me explain to you why I do not want to do anything now because um, this is information you're giving me was collected through uh, by the was actually signed off to this nurse, right? Because sign right. off is at seven. Right, right. That's right. That's right. So it wasn't even her. So she got the right. sign out by the time she got to it because right. she has a very very big busy caseload. Right. Um, she is now getting back the phone calls, and right. so she right. to, she's tucked in everybody that had to go to you know sleep, answered right. all the new admissions, etc. So I I right. know what it's like, and then she's calling. Right. Me, she's like, oh wait, I never addressed this person's AccuCheck that was done at six o'clock in the evening. Right. And so I'm I'm using that to explain to her why I'm not why I will not act on that information so that she understands and right. then say, OK, but, you know, but put this is the order. The order is to repeat it. And right. the next sugar is going to be done at five or six in the morning. Do right. that one and then call me back immediately for my response on that, because that's at this perfect. Point, and the, yeah. And the reason why I actually expound on that is because I think a lot of people have this misperception that mm -hmm. if I'm giving a lot of feedback, then that means that I must be angry or mean. No, and no. it shows that you really care. And I think it actually says that I see potential and value in you because you really don't spend a lot of time talking to people who right. you don't think can measure up to standards. Right. That is that true. That is true. I yeah. believe every interaction that there is a potential that that person may save me one day and the information I'm giving them may help me out later on. So sure. Yeah, sure. I, I don't, uh, any opportunity for feedback if I can. Uh, but the key right. is just remembering because it's the people you work with day to day. Right. That's, that's a, you know, you sometimes take them for granted and you forget to give them feedback. Right. So uh, and that ties important. right into misperception. Sometimes yes. <laughs> we misperceive the feedback that's being right. given, or it could go both ways. Maybe we're not necessarily understanding the information that we're getting from the person who we're evaluating. 
Correct. You know? so correct. Right. Making yep, sure that we understand th that. Th that's where sometimes bias plays into a, a role, right? Mm. Because you assume you say to yourself, I mean, I, how many times have I had someone say to me, oh, you're married, you have kids. Oh, right. then right. you're not, you know, then that you, what, you didn't do this work because you're busy taking care of your kids or something right. like that. You know? So that's that that's that's bad feedback. Don't say that to me. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, you know, right. so that their own perception of me and right. and so they their feedback is based on their own bias. And right. then we also, as we take information, if someone's trying to correct us, if we have a bias that we think that they're against us, so not all, not yeah. all, you know, individuals who are at senior levels or not all administrators, so let's put it from a clinician point of view, right? right? Not all administrators are out to get us, right? That's right. So, so if they're well getting us feedback, that is it. So sometimes we have to be open, take a deep breath before we get that uh, feedback, get taken into consideration, understand where they're coming from and yes. then um, act on that and see how, how what are their suggestions for improvement and that's the key thing and then explain if you feel that their suggestions don't really right. up, you know but but you have to be open right. you have to be open for the misperception watch out for misperception i love that not everybody is out to get you mm -hmm. you know yeah. give people a chance to i love that okay what about this is a good one the improper setting giving feedback in a setting on where i do with my residents we have this kind of common room where the residents hang out mm -hmm. um, when they're doing their charting before right. they go in to see the patients and sometimes if you're not really conscious about it, you could be given feedback and going into things that even though they might not be extremely personal, they're right. personal towards my learning curve. And right. it's not it's not fair that I make all the other residents um, audience to right. what this resident needs to right. work on. So um, yeah. being considerate about where you're at and who's yeah. around mm -hmm. can, can help facilitate an uh, aura of trust mm -hmm. so that they receive that feedback correctly i've i've done this because i also teach an advanced life support and obstetrics course and the, yeah. they have that whole session on how to do feedback and mm -hmm. one of those things is when you have that disruptive uh learner right wow. and they say wow. that the disruptive learner you're trying to teach a class and or a group and this one person who's just just being blatantly disruptive and sometimes you can't say you can't really give appropriate feedback in that moment. Right. So that's a, a time where you have to say time out. We're going to just pause the class for a moment and then wow. just, you know, let everybody go take a quick five minute break and go get a coffee or whatever. And then pull that person pull aside that person and say to them, listen, I see that you're having issues today. What can I what's going on? Is there something that I can help you with? Is there something going on that I'm not aware of? And you never know what they're going to tell you. Right. So the, the appropriate right. setting is not to do it in front of the class at that point. It may not be to do it right there in front of in rounds to, 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 you know, tell people off. You don't know what's going on, what their lives or what was happening before yep. they got to the space that yep. you're in now. Yep. And you may be carrying your own baggage where you were pissed off this morning. Somebody cut you off in That's traffic right. and That's now right. you're on edge and you're ready to That's just right. yell at the next person who makes a mistake. So that, that proper setting, yeah, that proper setting, making sure you're in the right frame of mind, they're in the right frame of mind and it's in the right area to do that feedback. I think the last one is um, acceptance and rejection. And so yeah. um, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but making mm -hmm. sure that, you know, you're in a position to where you understand that not everybody is after you and some people right. want to see you do really well. And so mm -hmm. I think if you foster that aura within your uh, academic environment, then <clears throat> hopefully your learners will feel a sense of acceptance and making sure. And, and while we're talking about acceptance and rejection, I think a lot of times are one of the things that I try to do with the residents or um, even the other faculty when I'm um, evaluating them is making sure that they understand acceptance of them as a faculty is right. totally separate from me giving you feedback as right. faculty or your resident. I yes. accept you because 
You mm-hmm. are a being who I feel has worth that mm-hmm. is just understood. And right. there's nothing that you need to do mm-hmm. to make me feel your worth as a person. But my feedback has nothing to do with that. Right. My feedback should be just about your performance and the way you're doing what you're doing right. so that I can help you course correct if you right. so choose, yeah. you know? And, and- yeah. And then just be aware that, you know, if they reject it, just be aware that challenge it because they may just reject it up front because they, you know, some people may have a chip on their shoulder or they have that inse- yes. they're insecure or they may have that, um, you know, uh, imposter syndrome where they think that, OK, this now validates that they don't belong there. And so you have mm-hmm. to just keep that in mind as you're giving that feedback. So be aware that some people will have le- varying levels of acceptance and some people will just reject it outright. And then you may have to do a little extra work. And then you have to also, when you're getting feedback, um, receiving feedback, understand how you accept or reject um, feedback. How, how are you doing it so that it's a, 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 an educational process? Absolutely. So, so you're going to hit us know, with our take-home points. Yeah. So <laughs> making sure that we learn how to give feedback, understanding that it's bi-directional. Not only do we give it, but we should also be able to receive it. And that the people who are getting feedback from us, they are able to understand what it is that we're saying and use it in a constructive way. Learning to how to accept feedback is another uh, big takeaway that we want you to have is it's mm-hmm. uh, it's hard. You know, sometimes we have to put our big guy and big girl pants on so, yep. when we're getting feedback, yep. you know, yep. especially from people who are in positions that we aspire to, um, yes. but that never ends. And if it does, then like you said earlier, it might be time to look for other institutional other institution. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then use feedback to improve it should never be weaponized it should only be useful used mm-hmm. in a helpful way to empower and make that person who's receiving the feedback uh, a better provider or better whatever they're doing they're looking or better be. at whatever they're doing yes well i hope that okay. this uh, podcast has been helpful to everybody out there um so you practice your feedback uh, t- techniques at home, yeah. At, yeah. At, at work, at uh, school, at, with uh, friends, colleagues, yeah. and uh, get used to giving and receiving feedback. Tell that that'll be a task. Have, have somebody g- give you some feedback. Right uh, after this podcast, tell them please. Just give me feedback. Tell me about what I sh- what where I need to improve. <laughs> that'll be awesome. That, that'll be interesting. So yeah. yes, all right. Thank you all. Thank you. Have a great one. You've been listening to the URM Journey to Academic Medicine podcast, brought to you by the Society of Teachers of Family Medicine. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other podcast providers, as well as on our website at stfm.org slash urmjam. Follow us on Twitter at stfm underscore fm. 